And we're on the way home now. We're on the run home. Uh, we're finishing off here at 11. Don't forget, too, there's lots of sport taking place after midday today, especially when the boys start to hone in on what's happening at Caulfield. Some Blue Diamond prelude events, which, as we said prior, feature Peter Gallagotas from Gippsland with a favourite race for number one, Miss Rosiano. We're actually having a bit of a chat during the break, as we always do, uh, Sam and I, just about life and other things. And he said, um, do you know where her law is? I said, actually, I, I don't know where her law is. So he, he said, I wonder how many people, did Sam say to me, live in Halora? And I said, well, we spoke with Tom Hutton, and he said there's 125 people in the team at Oklahoma State. And I reckon there's more people on his team that live than live in Halora. You then did a Google search. I did. And what did you come up with? Uh, the, the population of Halora is 126. <laughs> so I was wrong. <laughs> You're out by one. <laughs> <laughs> so we might not know where it is. We do know the population oh. is 126, but we yeah. also know there are home to a very successful to, cricket team. To, to the people who, who want to know where it is, it probably safe by saying in between Druin and Currumburra. Okay, well, that's okay. Yeah, but inland quite a bit. Just not, not too far from uh, Poowong and Allenbank. And, yeah, Druin South, Lardner. Okay. I reckon the population would be starting to increase in that particular area at the moment. I mean, the growth around a lot of those areas might find its way to Alora. And before you know it, they'll be up to the 200s. Well, they're, uh, if, if they can get growth, their cricket club will only get stronger. And they've been able to perform pretty well with a population of only just over 100. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, the president, who is also one of the batsmen, might find himself playing in the seconds. <laughs> Maybe. As more and more people come to the club. But he probably wouldn't mind. He might not. He might not. Brett Williams, who is the president of the Alora Cricket Club, is on the line now. Hey, Brett, how are you going? Yeah, hey, fellas. How you doing? Good, mate. We're taking the P155 out of here, but we're doing it all in fun because <laughs> the reality is you've got a bloody good cricket side and we're wondering how, with a population of 125, you managed to uh, produce the goods year in, year out. Yeah, look, it's um, uh, it's an impressive thing that we're able to do. Um, there's certainly more cows out here than people, that's for sure. So, <laughs> more cows. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I think we just we just always harp on building culture and that's what attracts people to our career club. So... Uh, and have good facilities, and, and you can't really go wrong. So, yeah, that's, that's sort of our method anyway. And obviously you can't get multiple cricket sides from, from just Halora, mate. So where, where do you pull a, a lot of your players from? Um, so surrounding areas. So Drew and Warrigal have, you know, doubled and tripled in size in the last sort of 10 years. So we're lucky that we can, um, you know, attract people out. We... We made the decision to put a turf wicket in about 12 years ago and that certainly attracted more people wanting to play some better cricket or um, more more frequent cricket, uh, cricket on, on turf. So, yeah, that, that was a drawing card. But, yeah, just the local area you know, around that Boulong and Drawing and um, Warrigal sort of area is, is our main sort of spots where players come from. So uh, as far as the decision to put a turf wicket in, it was a successful one, but it also means a hell of a lot more work. Who, who does that work? It's not uh, the credit as well, is it? <laughs> uh, I'm lucky that I, when I was a little bit younger, I, I probably helped out more. Obviously, um, the, the older I'm getting, I'm more tied to my work a little bit lately. But there's a guy uh, in particular named Simon Phillips who he was the instigator, um, you know, those years ago, and, and he was very passionate about trying to get that infrastructure to our club, and, and he's done a 
an enormous amount of work. His family and, and sort of the Duncan family and uh, my siblings as well did a fair bit of work on it as well. So, um, yeah, there's, there's people that, and, and, you know, it keeps evolving. There's new people that jump on board and, and help out where they can. So um, it definitely takes a lot of work, but we've had yeah, one key, key fella in the, in the pipeline and he's, um, yeah, he's done an enormous effort for us. I I, um, I know that uh, most sporting clubs have found it hard to keep people motivated, but I think you know when you listen to your story, and, and a lot of sporting clubs, Brett, are in the same situation. You know, these, these sporting clubs bring together communities, they bring together great mates, and they form great relationships that last lifetimes. And it would be a shame if uh, you know the last two years of pandemic would uh, would make that fragile in any way, because. You know, you look back, I'm, I'm probably older again, but you look back at your time with your local footy club or cricket club or tennis club and soccer club and you think, mm, geez, they were bloody good days, they were good fun and that uh, they are really an important part of who you become. Yeah, of course. And, you know, I took over, um, I'm into my third year now, so I took over a couple of years ago as president and that was uh, pre-pandemic. So, you know, we enjoyed a really, and, and off-field, we, we really do enjoy, you know, hosting social functions and, you know, doing a trivia night or doing, uh, you know, a dress-up thing or, or something like that. And that sort of really is how we built our club, you know, from the ground up is through that social interaction. And no doubt the last couple of years have really uh, put soul on that. But we're strong and, and, you know, we're sticking together and, and the people, um, you know, we get enough out of playing cricket or, you know, maybe a quiet beer after the game or something. We don't have to have the, you know, 50 to 100 people sort of social gatherings we can um, get by but. You know, it's, uh, it's certainly taking its toll and, and hopefully uh, it opens up a bit in the future so we can get back to those days because, yeah, they were, they were fun. And just, we're obviously focusing in on, on you guys because you've been able to achieve some incredible things in recent times. How many premierships have you played in, Breton? How, how many, can you give us a snapshot of what the club's been able to achieve in terms of premierships in, in recent times? So around, yeah, in the last sort of 20-odd years, we've, we've won four first-grade ones in particular um, and, you know, some other ones in 2020 and, and one-day cricket through other grades. But um, in particular, in the ones, uh, I've been lucky enough to play in two of those um, in, yeah, 16, 17 and, and then last year. Um, I suppose that we're only a young club in terms of top-grade cricket. Like, it was only in the mid-90s that we started really building that sort of strength in our cricket and, you know, some big family names, McMahon's and Phillips's and, and the likes of that um, sort of paved the way and so we were able to get one in the in the later 90s and then they got a second one in that for, for that sort of group in, in 2005-06. So it was a bit between, we lost a couple in between, yeah, 05 and 06 and, and my first one in, in 2016-17. But, um, yeah, it's uh, you certainly enjoy the, the good ones uh, and we definitely had our... Our heartbreaks. Um, I think I've lost three, possibly uh, might might be four in that time. So, yeah, it definitely um, it brings you back down to earth when you lose them. But uh, it's uh, there's no better feeling winning them, and especially you know a club like ours, it's only a small club. It's uh, it's even better for the community. So, yeah. And and how are your premiership chances this year in the first division? And uh, and who are you taking on today as well? Uh, it's uh, the season shaped up pretty well so far. We've we've had some good success, um, and that's only sort of half the job. As, as I'm sure you've heard that sort of cliche, you can do whatever you want as long as you make the finals. You know, you, it doesn't matter how many games you win, as long as you get there. The finals are a different different uh, ball game. So we'll, we'll hopefully yeah have a really successful final campaign, and and that's um, 
and that goes down to our seconds and our and our third grade, our third team as well. They're you know vying for spots as well. So be nice to get three teams in. Um, today we play against Western Park at home. Um, Western Park are a team that we've had certainly in my sort of Division One experience. Always seem to go head to head pretty uh, competitively with them. Um, so I'm sure today will be no different. And um, yeah, it should be a good game. Which I've just been told we've. We've jumped on board the, uh, the Frogbox um, uh, bandwagon, so that should be live streamed today for anyone that wants to check it out. Oh, fantastic, mate. Look forward to watching that as well. So, hey, listen, good luck. Good luck for the rest of the season. And, uh, mate, I uh, hope you personally make just, quite, a, quite just, a few runs. Just one thing before we let you go, Brett. I've forgotten to ask, sorry. Uh, we did speak about the Halora Footy Factory. Can you, can you name us a few of the AFL players that have played their junior cricket at Halora? Yeah, well, in recent years, definitely, uh, we do like calling it a little bit of a footy factory. Um, so, the two Jais, so Jai Sarong and, and John Newcomb, um, more recently, and before that, Caleb Sarong. So, you know, I won a premiership with Caleb in, um, yeah, 16, 17, and then all of a sudden, he's, you know, that was about his last time he played cricket because he went through the, the Gippsland Power Program and he was off to AFL. So, yeah, we've got three very talented young kids in there and, and we've had many other people that have sort of popped in and um and played that have you know played VFL or, or something like that similar standards so yeah we um unfortunately for the cricket we seem to make good footballers so they leave us um <laughs> we leave us a little bit high and dry but no we're pretty uh supportive and very um excited to see those boys uh, in, in the sort of last few years get their chance and yeah we like watching them in the AFL so no, exactly right. Good on you, Brett. Brett Williams, uh, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, thank you, fellas. Cheers for having me on. No worries at all. Brett Williams there, Halora Cricket Club president. If you're an aspiring AFL player, here's a bit of advice. Make your way to Halora. Breathe in that country air surrounded by cows. And the odds are that you'll make an AFL list. You're a good chance. Yeah, there you go. There's a little bit of advice from Poppy.